Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Inside the 10 o'clock hour on the fan in New York, 1019 FM. Sports talk radio in the greatest city in the world with the greatest fans in the world. Call me up and join the show. Keep McPherson your nighttime host. And I said before that I was going to keep pulling excerpts from this athletic article. Shout out to Chris, Chris Kirshner who writes for The Athletic. I've had him on a couple times. He's from the Bronx, and now he's living the dream of covering the Yankees, his childhood favorite team. And he obviously can speak to the Bronx. And, you know, there's a few things in here with Juan Soto. I already told you about, you know, the fact that he asked Juan Soto about playing in Yankee Stadium. And Juan Soto alluded to the fact that it's going to be like the World Baseball Classic playing in front of that many Dominicans every night. Awesome. Can't wait. But here's an interesting part, too. Uh, He said to Juan Soto, you started your career with the Washington Nationals. You won a title there. Looking back on that time, do you wish that you could have spent your entire career in Washington? He said, yeah, 100%. I never wanted to leave Washington. It was a great team. I knew everybody there from the bottom all the way to the top. I was really comfortable, and it felt like home for me. I was happy. I had a house in Washington. I was really comfortable up there. Out of nowhere, they made that decision. They thought it was the best thing for the team. I respected it because they were really clear with me. That's one of the things I really respected. Uh, General Manager Mike from General Manager Mike Rizzo, he was really clear about the trade stuff, but definitely I never thought I was going to leave D.C. I was really thinking I was going to stay there for my whole career. Now, what what we're missing from that, and I remember this distinctly because I I went to L.A. two years ago for the All-Star Game Home Run Derby, and that first half of that season that he was with the Nationals, we heard the rumor that they put out an extension for him at $440 million, and he turned it down. But then also, once he turned it down, right, you guys know the order of operations. They offer him an extension going into the season. He turns it down. Then he plays the first half of the season, becomes an all-star, goes to the home run derby. He wins the home run derby after showing up to L.A. late because he had to get his own flight. The Nationals wouldn't fly him out because they were already done with him after he rejected their $440 million offer. And they had already lost, uh, you know, a bunch of different players. And, uh, you know, the list goes on from uh, Anthony Rendon, 
to Trey Turner to Bryce Harper. That whole team was gone. Max Scherzer. Um, they basically were washing their hands of him to the point where he was representing the Nationals in L.A. in Dodger Stadium in the uh, 2022 All-Star Game. But he had to fly himself out there, which obviously he could afford the flight. But it was like, oh, wow, really? What, like, cold shoulder like that? So the trade deadline came a couple weeks after. And um, I I don't remember the exact series of events, but I believe that trade deadline is when they traded him um, to San Diego. I remember being in L.A. and the Dodgers fans were chanting, future Dodger, future Dodger. And it, it just didn't go down that way. Lou is out in Astoria. Lou, you're back on the fan. Keith, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Hanging out. Thanks for calling. Before, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i going to say something about Soto, but I want you to, afterwards, I want you to explain to me this deferred money with uh, Shohei Otani, which to me it just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why he could get away with it in the Dodgers anyway. But as far as Soto is concerned, you're telling me that he's very happy, which is that's all. He always had a smile on his face. No matter where he's been, he's always a happy camper, okay? But it will take for him to be the highest-paid Latino in, in sport to stay with the Yankees. And if they use that system that the Dodgers did with that deferred payment, it's the only way that we can keep this guy. But again, I think the soda is looking for He's in the Dominican Republic. He's not going to take that stuff that uh, this guy, Oshoyo Tani, is making uh, that kind of money, but... You know, he's only going to get like $2 million per year. And then, from what I understand, then there's a, a period of time which your tiny is that when, when yeah, about 10 more years. They're deferring $68 million yeah, for 10 years. Yeah, $642 million. Explain that to me. <laughs> it's not It's not going to be It's going to be paid later. So that means the Dodgers are slick because they're going to be making interest on his money and get back some of that money back. So to me, when you get a chance, can somebody find out and tell me exactly how that works? But anyway, on Soto, I, like I said, he's going to take the most money. You're talking about his father being a Yankee fan. Keith, come on, Keith. It comes to, it comes to be the most money. That's what's going to happen. Come on. And you know it, okay? If this guy happens to have a decent years, he's guaranteed at least $5 million, $500 million. If he has to close to an MVP year, it's going to be close to Otani's money, okay? He's 25 years old. This guy is a, is a, he's a number, his personality, like you said, he's always smiling. Now, as you're talking about, oh, he's going to be happy because there's a bunch of Dominicans in Washington Heights. The reason why Robinson Cano, which you just mentioned, who is his idol, was not signed a free agent was because it was bad, bad, bad neighborhood. For him to be hanging out with the Dominicans in Washington Heights, I mean, listen, I can understand it. I can understand what you're saying, okay? I mean, if the Yankees win, but it's about the money. You know, he can buy the Dominican Republic, the whole island, with the kind of money he's going to get. It's going to be historic. Now, if the Yankees can give him the money that he wants, okay, with the fair money, then I can understand your point. I, I, I can't. I know that you love the. I, I love the guy. I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan. It's going to be exciting this year, okay? With him there, but then he's going to be making more money than Judge, more money than, than Gary Cole. And Gary Cole probably wins the side, young. He's not going to be very happy. I know he has an uptown, but he can, the Yankees can override that. And he's still got to play. But I know, I know how happy Gary Cole 
It's not what you want. Just give me a thought on that real quick. Yeah, thanks for the call, Lou. A few things. Um, I definitely don't think the Yankees' reason for not re-signing Robinson Cano this time 10 years ago was because of the Dominicans in Washington Heights and the bad neighborhoods or whatever. I laugh because it's just like, you think they were like, Robbie, uh, we don't want you up on Dykeman. We don't want you like, nah, it, he was looking for too much money. And they knew him better than the Mariners knew him. And I was talking about this the other day, I think on my Saturday show last week, I was saying that Rock Nation came into the game. And Robinson Cano was like Jay-Z and Rock Nation sports agency. That was like one of their first big contracts. They hadn't even been around as a sports agency for long. They got him the most money they could get him. And he went across the country to Seattle. And I think he still to this day probably regrets that. You win a World Series with the Yankees. You have everything you need right here in New York. You have the Dominican people right here in New York. You have the Dominican food. You're comfortable. You're a legend. You're wearing that Yankees jersey, and you dip for more money. I mean, you could have taken a little bit less and probably had a better legacy. But maybe the Yankees knew about, you know, potential PEDs coming or whatever it was. Who knows? But with Juan Soto, I'm no fool. He's not going to take a, a discount from Hal Steinbrenner. Hal Steinbrenner knows that too. But what I'm saying is I don't understand how folks are just subscribing to the idea that Steve Cohen can offer him $700 million and done deal. The guy wants to win. He's already a World Series champion. He's surrounded by talented players in an organization with 27 championships that seems like they are hell-bent on being a champion if you take the words of Aaron Boone. But there are no discounts. If Juan Soto goes out there and has a MVP-type season, which I am hoping, I'm hoping he has a prove-it year like Aaron Judge did. And he is just the greatest thing in baseball and must-see TV. And they're cutting away from college football to see Juan Soto's at-bat. Now, I know you don't give up Michael King, Kyle Higashioka, Randy Vasquez, Thorpe, uh, Johnny Brito. All of these guys for just one year Juan Soto. The Yankees absolutely are going to be in on keeping him in pinstripes. They have money. I think we act like they're a poverty franchise. They have money. And when they want a guy, they can get the guy. And I think Hal Steinbrenner has shown you in the last few years, whether it was the night that I went to sleep and folks were saying, ah, Hal's too cheap. There's no way he's going to pay Garrett Cole that. And I woke up the next morning like, shut up. You guys talk too much. You act like you know things that you can't possibly know. You're cheap. You don't have any bread. This guy has billions. If Cashman's saying, this is my white whale and I want Garrett Cole, they got it done. Same thing with Aaron Judge. He's on a yacht in Italy. Just that phrase alone, just that sentence alone tells you what type of money the guy has. Cashman doesn't get it done. He gets on the phone. Aaron, what do you want? $40 million a year. Done. Nine-year deal and a captaincy. Now, do you not expect them to try to do that? With Juan Soto, if Juan Soto goes out and has a banner year, now there's a few ways that it can go, and none of us know, and that's why we watch. But let's say they make it to the World Series and lose. You think Juan Soto's not going to want to run it back with the same team? You don't think he's more inclined? I don't think there's any discounts. 
But I also know once you get up there, we're talking about over $500 million. The guy has turned down $440 million because he also knew that D.C., they were going to be bums. He joined the Padres, who don't get enough slack for having one of the highest baseball, uh, highest payrolls in baseball like the Mets did last year, and they absolutely failed. But he joined that team, and that was supposed to be a super team with Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis, Xander Bogarts, Blake Snell, Gary Sanchez. The guy wants to win. He's 25. And that's another thing. Judge is 31. What's Gary Cole, 33 going on 34? You think they care about being the highest paid players? No. Their contracts were done the year, two years before now when we talk about Judge. Going to be like, I don't know, six years before when we talk about Cole. They want to win championships. They are in the prime of their careers. You think they're going to go to hell and, and, and play stupid about, I want to be the highest paid player on the team? No. doesn't make any sense. I mean, honestly, let's see what John Carlos Stanton does. They got to try and get his money off the books. They're not going to re-sign Rizzo. I don't think they're going to pay Glaber Torres what he's going to make on the open market. They're going to have the flexibility and how Steinbrenner has the money. And I think that this guy is going to really like it here. And when you look across the league, uh, Otani, and that, that goes back to what Lou was asking about with Otani's money. Yeah, I read an article on The Ringer. Right, so what I'm saying about Otani and the Dodgers with what they just did, they just spent a, mil, a billion dollars in this offseason. You think they're going to spend a half a billion plus in the next offseason to get Juan Soto? Doubtful, highly doubt it. And Juan Soto is not coming to them like Otani's camp did with a pitch to say, Hey, I'll take two million dollars to start. So you can go get my boy Yamamoto and you can go sign some other players so that we can compete because I'm Shohei Otani. I make $50 million a year off the field just being a global icon. I don't need you guys to pay me all that money, right? And I'm half man this year or half the man that I was. I'm just a DH. I can't pitch. So you don't got to give me all that money. Just defer that money. And I was reading an article in The Ringer about like, okay, there's like here's the kicker after – Revelations on Monday, $680 million of Otani's $700 million, an unprecedented 97% will be deferred. The Dodgers will pay him $2 million in each of the next 10 seasons. And with Otani, they're expecting that, like, what's Otani, 27 years old? They're expecting that's how long he's going to play. Till he's, no, he's 29. So they're expecting him to play till he's, he's 39. Let's see how he holds up. He's already been hurt. He's already missed a bunch of time. That deal just, to me, screams like, okay, you're going to make your money off the Japanese market and everybody tuning in to watch Otani and Yamamoto over the next few years. But if you don't win a World Series, that that deal screams um, you, you, you got the short end of the stick. So uh, the rest of the article says they'll then owe $68 million in each of the 10 years after that. So $2 million a year for 10 years that he's going to play, and that'll count against the CBT – for the next 10 seasons that he's going to play, he's not going to play till he's 49. They're going to have him signed and try to play and finish his career till he's 39. And then they'll owe $60 million each of the 10 years after that through 2043. Now, when I go through the rest of the article, it says you can uh, – there's a, a spot. Wait, you can do that? It says you can definitely do that. There's an article of the MLB Collective Bargaining Agreement that says – there shall be no limitations on either the amount of deferred compensation 
or the percentage of total compensation attributable to the deferred compensation for which a uniform player's contract may provide. In other words, you can defer. You can, you can defer all the money. And, like, we're talking about 2043. The money's just going to keep going up. Baseball is just going to keep making more money. It's just going to be more, 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 and more. When we saw A-Rod's contract with the Texas Rangers years ago, we were like, holy, what? Wow, biggest contract we've ever seen. Now now look at Otani's contract. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. Jordan is in Rockland County. Jordan, you're on the fan. Yeah, Keith, I just wanted to make uh, two Mets points. Before that, I just want to say uh, – Boone's contract is up uh, this offseason. Next, whatever, next uh, after this year, right? This is last year of the deal, but I think he'll be back. No, so I'm, all I'm saying is that I think it's it's worth it to interview you as a Yankee manager, honestly. Who? They should interview you for a Yankee manager. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, also, another thing is that about uh, uh, why don't the Mets try getting Jordan Montgomery? They're always into next year we'll do this, next year we'll do that. Why, why don't they just get Montgomery right now? I don't think they like the player. I don't think they like the price for the player. I don't think he fits in what to what they're trying to do this year. He's not looking for a one-year deal. They have a ton of money that is dead money, and uh, they're trying to chill for a season. I don't think he fits into their plans right now. And also, people are saying J.D. Martinez to the Mets. I don't think it's as good as a fit as people are actually trying to make it seem. Think about it. their plan is that the, they're also evaluating prospects. You can't get, you can't just have a DH taking up a spot in the lineup during these times of the year when you need to evaluate the uh, Cooney's younger brother and and all those guys. You can't just let Martinez clog up the spot. You should. I, I don't think there should be a single game that Luis. Angel Acuna is in the DH spot for the Mets this year, but no, not 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 in that way. Just like having a guy I, that clogs up a no, spot. No, no, is, I know. So listen, let's go back. Last year, when the Dodgers signed JD Martinez, the Mets should have signed him as their DH, but they wanted to play the stupid Daniel Vogelback game. Uh, the year before that, they did uh, Darren Ruff. I think two years before that, they had Dominic Smith. Uh, it's just crazy to me that you're a National League team in New York City with the richest owner in the sport and the universal DH becomes available to you, and you act like you don't know how to do that. You act like you just absolutely can't just go sign a hitter and say, hey, we just need you to be a bat in the lineup and do that. They do everything else but find an actual guy that can like hit home runs, hit doubles, hit for average, whatever. J.D. Martinez does not fit into the plans now this year because they're not going to pay him. J.D. Martinez, as we're talking about Juan Soto and all these players and the money that they're making, and they're just going to go to the highest bidder. No, they're not. We're in a, a, a time in baseball where Aaron Judge left $40 million off the table because he didn't want to be a Padre. J.D. Martinez did not want to be a San Francisco Giant. That's, again, going back to Juan Soto. If he doesn't want to be a Met, I don't care if Steve Cohen has $50 million more on the table. When you get up there to $500, $600 million, it's money that they'll never be able to spend. Now, back to the DH spot. You have Luke Voigt in camp. Who Luke Voigt is not a glove. Luke Voigt is barely a hitter. But if he gets hot, we, we know he can hit the ball out of the ballpark. You also have G-Man Choi, a left-handed guy who can hit pretty well. He can play a little first base, but he could potentially be a DH for you. Um, I think what they're going to try and do is go with Mark Vientos and see what these young guys have. But even on DJ Stewart, you have guys 
that uh, thanks for the call, Jordan. You have guys that can hit that you can pencil in at DH this year that you're going to look and see what they do this next month of spring training and say, okay, look, this guy came in here and he hit pretty well. He's going to make the club. Like a G-Man Choi, I think, has a, a chance to make the club as a bench player. And maybe you see Pete Alonso at DH and G-Man Choi at first base. Maybe you see G-Man Choi at DH and Pete, Lon- Pete Alonso at first. Or maybe Mark Vientos is just killing it and becomes your DH. Uh, maybe he beats out Brett Beatty for third base. What I'm saying is, that DH spot, some teams do use it as a little bit of a revolving position where they can give guys half days of rest. They can play the hot hand. They can play the matchup. Um, and I think you have a few guys in camp that could fill in and do it. I wouldn't just reserve that as Mark Viento's spot. 877-337-6666. Going to go live on TikTok. We'll fire that up. And uh, my Casamigos big shot of the night will come up at 11. I've got no more interviews or guests joining me it's wide open for whatever you want to talk about Keith McPherson on the fan 877-337-6666 we'll be right back call from mom answer it call silenced Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Every day I'm hustling. hustling. Live on the fan. Live on my TikTok, at Keith underscore McPherson. We've got 90 minutes left. Another five-hour KM to AM. It's a sprint, not a marathon. Taking your calls. Talking sports. The Rangers won 4-1 in the Garden. Stay tuned for my Casamigos big shot of the night at 11. And that's when we really open it up to open mic time. Um, Last night, man, I was trying to stir the pot with NFL conversations. We fell into loopy on the late night. We were talking about... Dating and relationship advice. I was giving advice on engagements, engagement rings, proposing. I forget what else, but let's try to keep it to the sports, man. It's WFAN Sports Talk Radio in New York City. We've got plenty of people on the line. We've been talking baseball pretty much for the last hour or so. I opened up with the McCole Hardman stuff. Can't bury the lead. Even though I did it last night, it was... Interesting listening to all of our hosts and their takes on it today. The NFL is king. The script writers are undefeated. Just that quickly, you know, just some uh, two weeks after the Super Bowl, the NFL is front and center again with the NFL combine, with free agency, with the draft coming up, and just, you know, a couple podcast episodes uh, that get people's attention. Uh, Deion Dawkins on Vlad TV and 
McCole Hardman on the Pivot Podcast, 877-337-6666. Uh, shout out to everybody on TikTok. Oh, we're doing numbers on the TikTok now. We're getting up there. I don't know how this works. Like, I think if people hit like, it attracts more people in the TikTok al- algorithm or whatever, but um, I haven't even put it out there on my Twitter and Instagram. I have way more followers on Twitter, way more followers on Instagram than TikTok, and uh, I got to go live on there more so you guys can see me. Hey. All right. Back to the phones we go. Let's talk to Josh and Passaic. Hey, Keith. How you doing? Good. How are you, Josh? Actually, pretty good. First of all, I'm not feeling a drop better from whatever I, from whatever sickness I had. And uh, one of my stocks I had, which I was down a few hundred dollars a few years ago, is pretty much all the way back up. Lecture currency. So doing pretty good right now. Look at young Josh coming through to flex on us about his stocks on the fan. I'm glad you're feeling better, Josh. What do you got for us tonight? So first, Keith, I don't think you fully understood what I was saying last night. I wasn't trying to say that I believe in Ben Simmons. You didn't let me finish. I was going to say it's like it's like weird that they're trying to make it as if Ben Simmons makes a big difference. But then you took it that I thought Ben Simmons is actually making a big difference. So I guess I sound like a fool last night. I'm, I'm sorry. I just I guess I read the internet too much. There are some people that believe in Ben Simmons in the Nets world. I just think they're ridiculous. I think Ben Simmons is like the biggest issue right now. The fact that they even have him on the team. Uh, he's supposed to play tomorrow night. Cam Thomas is out, but they're saying Ben Simmons is going to be back. So a little bit of a scare with the knee injury, but it's not a scare. The guy hasn't played. Like He's a waste of space, waste of a contract, waste of an NBA player, waste of an NBA body. And then what you were saying like with the Dodgers, I kind of think, you know, like the Nets got <clears throat> kind of like set back. You know, with the Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce trade, and now these trades are saying the Nets back, which actually isn't even looking so bad for next year. But, you know, the Rockets started off pretty good. So, like, shoot, even if we do bad, we're not even going to go pick. You know, the Rockets are only three games ahead of us. So, now even if they swap, we're not even losing so much. And then, you know, with the Dodgers, right, let's say they don't win a championship with Otani. So, they're going to have set, what, $68 million off the books for those, for those years, but they're not going to go so much over. With the whole with the whole tax thing going on, well, I mean, obviously, there's be more money to spend, but still, 68 on them, right? That's gonna be tough for those 10 years. It's kind of gonna be like, you know, what we're at right now. No, it's not gonna be tough for them. They spend money. They're always going for it. The money's just gonna go up. Nothing. Like this contract's not gonna like cripple their franchise. They've thought about it. They're gonna be fine. Like we're talking about 2043. <laughs> Starting in 2033, right after he's already gone, so that just maybe the last year won't make a difference. But think, think about like let's say you're even missing like you know the Mets don't want to spend too much money. Say they're missing like 30, 40 million now, paying off like you know Verlander and Scherzer still. But I mean, obviously there's baseballs right there. But that's di- like that's growing. that's it's different. That is money. That's dead money against the cap. That's not deferred money. That is money that like they paid those guys thinking that they were gonna get a return. On their investments, thinking that the, those guys were going to play. And then also, I just wanted to, I just found it funny. I was thinking that, kids, who do you think would have done better overall, right? So, all the Mets DHs over the last two years, or if Jacob DeGrom only played DH for the Mets? <laughs> if you remember, he was DeGrom? actually one of the better hitting pitchers. I was about to say, DeGrom has some highlights at the plate. <laughs> and he, was, uh, and he, was, he got hit. He got hit. He didn't just bat, what, 180, 190? Man, Vogelback ran into some. Didn't he hit one in Yankee Stadium? Vogelback ran into some. Uh, it, it, would be, it wouldn't be DeGrom. You wouldn't. Uh, it's a, that's a funny question, but it wouldn't be DeGrom. 
Hmm. I mean, at least you're doing better to watch, right? Instead of watching slow-motion double plays, and then you realize, you know, you're playing on the regular speed with all that trying to run to first or the whole bagel boy. It's funny that we actually had that guy that actually believed in him. But then he'll be good for, like, you know, when he was with the Pirates, or it'll be good if, you know, if he's on the A's. Those are the teams that like him. But uh, with the Devils, Keith, so I think last night was, like, the final chance for the Devils to try to turn themselves over, right? The stadium series momentum didn't work too much. It's like, you know, putting up seven goals. Hopefully this can be the time where they actually, you know, start going on a win streak. Right? They put up a stat. Devils have only, they've gone on a three win, uh, a three, and a win streak of three games, like three, like four times. In a, That's what I've been screaming about. That's what I've been saying. They can't win more than two games at a time. Like, if you're going to gain ground in the standings, New Jersey Devils, you have to put a streak together. A streak is three. When they get two, they lose. They can't, like, I don't know. They 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 have to go on a run now. And last night was a good sign, but you have to build on it. Kid, you saw his goalie for the Sharks, right? Mackenzie Blackwood. <laughs> the Devils couldn't even score off him. Mackenzie Blackwood. And they only scored off the back of that. Kid, thanks for taking my call. Have a great night. Thanks for the call, Josh. 877-337-6666. We can talk puck. We can talk baseball. We can talk hoops. See? Josh was able to talk about Mackenzie Blackwood, <laughs> Daniel Vogelback, and Ben Simmons in one call. I don't mind. I'll, I'll be your Huckleberry. Frank is in Manhattan. Frank, you're on the fan. Hey, what's going on, Keith? <clears throat> Not too much. You, you know, I was thinking uh, Juan Soto. Yankees want Juan Soto beyond next year. You know the team I don't trust, even though nobody's taking their money, is the San Francisco Giants and, of course, the L.A. Dodgers. But San Francisco, I'd be really leery of San Francisco, even though there are players that don't want to go there for 55 or 60 million or 15 to 20 million more he would get, or even 25 million more he would get. I think I would hop on to San Francisco also. But then again, I'm not making that type of money. <laughs> but I'm just saying in general, there's a couple of sneaky teams out there. The the Giants and, of course, the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers could probably add, the way they're piling up payroll, probably add him on and say, we'll pay you when you turn 55, 60. I mean, when there is no end in sight. With baseball, what they, what, how these owners come up with these creative contracts. I mean, I think it's not good for the sport. But then again, who am I to say? Yeah, it's good. Thanks for the call, Frank. It's great for the sport, but there's really only a handful of teams that are even going to spend. So when we talk about the Juan Soto sweepstakes, a generational player in this game, right? The whole league should be in on him, right? That's how. That's what we thought about Otani. Oh, when Otani becomes a free agent, everybody's going to bid on him. And Otani didn't want to go everywhere. Those goofies from Toronto thought they had a chance. He didn't even return a call for Steve Cohen. He always knew he wanted to stay right there. He had his eye on the Dodgers. Trader, turncoat. He knew he wanted to just go to the other team in town probably for the last four years. He was tearing up in the dugout playing for the Angels. He was about to cry. He going to cry in the car. I'm just not so worried about next year. I'm not so worried about how it's going to shake out. The Giants don't scare me. That has become uh, an unattractive destination for players. That has become a place that nobody wants to go. 
So if we're talking about New York, that's another thing too. I guess sometimes we get jaded and we forget that like this is New York City. And yeah, it might suck for us because it's rainy and it's cold and it's gray and it's crowded. It don't suck for these guys. These guys become gods in the city, millionaires. They move way differently. I don't know. I just I look at it as there's not going to be that many teams in the running for Juan Soto and I guess I'm completely biased because I'm a Yankees fan, but I think the Yankees having him for one season before he becomes a free agent gives him a leg up in the game. Mo is in Manhattan. Now Mo is on the fan. What's up, Mo? Hey, what's up, Keith? How you doing? Good. Um, I just wanted to say a mess point after the Otani point. But the Otani, I don't know why everyone keeps saying that Otani is that there's only $2 million he's making this year. There's $46 million that's going to count towards the luxury tax because that's what it is, adjusted for inflation in 10 years from now. So the Dodgers are not saving $70 million. There's still $46 million on that they have to pay for the luxury tax. Okay. I, I did and, not know that. Um, I didn't know that's how it works out, that it would still like cost that much for them. I thought it was $2 million for this year. I thought it was the money that's deferred. I'm not sure where that 40 – you said $46 million against the luxury tax this year for Otani? Yeah. Yeah, for the next 10 years because it goes with inflation. That You can't just push the whole thing off. The deferred money is worth $46 million now. Okay. So where's the $2 million come in? The $2 million is what he's actually getting paid this That's year. That's what he's actually – okay, I see. That's what he's taking home. But it's counting right. against $46 million against the tax out of this right. – 700 million it'll be 46 million so 460 of the 70 700 or the 700 right and i need i need somebody to to come in and break all of this down and i need to actually read it uh, (laughs) during the break the match point is that um i think david stern is being very smart he wants to learn the team first. Not like Billy Epler just coming here, look on television, look at the news. Who does everyone say to sign? Let's sign Max Scherzer. Let's sign Justin Brown. He just like do it. He wants to learn his team, see who he has, and then start making long-term deals. See, every deal he made this year was one-year deals, and he's going to learn his players, see who he wants. And if there's a big free agent there, like you see with Yamamoto, he was going to go after him. So yeah. I, I think he's being very smart with the men. Yeah, it's, it's his first year on the job. He's not committing to anybody long-term. He's literally evaluating everyone under their roof this year, and uh, they'll make some moves this year. But like you said, yeah, Otani or uh, Yamamoto, everybody was in on Yamamoto. And uh, after seeing him pitch today, I'm like, oh, I guess he is what everybody thought. He's he's got some dirty stuff, and he's a surefire thing. Thank you, Keith. Have a good night. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I got to go back to reading. I remember reading the article about this Otani deal. Um, and I got to go back to reading it. I don't know if that's 100% true, that $46 million counts against the luxury tax this year while Otani only takes home $2 million? I don't know. I, I, I'll read up on it during the break. I thought I had the answer to that. Either way, uh, I just think that with this Otani deal, we're not going to see other teams be able to exactly do this. Um, the Dodgers are going to be able to afford it because the revenue that they're going to bring in with the Japanese market, the Japanese fans, it's, he is a cash cow. And this guy, like I said, I, I think the number for him last year that was that he was making um, 
40, 45 million dollars off the field. So who knows? I'll uh, I'll try and look it up. Someone I'm sure has broken it down and explained it. Uh but yeah, I I was not aware that Otani is only taking 2 million and for this first 10 years that he's only taking 2 million, it's actually counting 46 million against the luxury tax. I'll have to clear that up. Keep McPherson on the fan. If you know better than I know, call me up 877-337-6666. We'll be right back. I'm here. 877-337-6666. I'm thinking about what we haven't talked about tonight, what we haven't hit on. I've pretty much cleared my notes. I wanted to go back to last night and some of the stuff I was talking about. My guy Dwight in Asbury Park, we always end up talking about Cooper DeGene. Cooper DeGene is uh, a freak athlete that plays for the Iowa Hawkeyes, or he used to. And now he's entering the draft. He is a cornerback. He might be the next Jason Seahorn or better. I saw Will Compton put out that Cooper DeGene will not test at the NFL scouting combine. And last night I was saying this is a guy that should test. This is a guy that I think could go there and run well, jump well, uh, and destroy the combine. But he's not going to test. These guys now, it's just different, bro. These guys go into the combine with nothing to prove. These guys go into the combine not looking at it as a proving ground. They look at it as, I could hurt my stock. They look at it as, I have more to lose than to gain. But there will be some guys that we see um, in the NFL Combine starting tomorrow that go there with something to prove. Another story that I had, you know, I I was laughing this week talking about Caleb Williams and how he had originally said whatever team drafts him, he wanted to have a percentage of stock as an owner, have ownership of the team. Okay. Um, I was reading an article today where they said that between the NIL money and the endorsements, like Caleb Williams was in GQ magazine. I don't know if he got paid for that. Maybe he did. But they're they're estimating that this kid made around $10 million his last two seasons at USC. $5 million a year. I mean, $10 million for two years. Earlier in the show, we were talking about Tyrod Taylor. He signed a two-year $11 million deal. This guy's making Tyrod Taylor money in college. So a quote from the article was, it wasn't like having a college quarterback on your roster. It was like having an NFL starting quarterback on your roster or a backup. This guy's big man on campus. Uh, Speaking of money and another thing that came out of the NFL surveys, some Buccaneers players had to pay $1,750 to not have a roommate on the road. Right, Younger players that weren't as established had to pay if they wanted to have their own room on road trips. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, You can afford to give these guys their own room. They're grown men. But I guess if you're a rookie on the team and you go on the road and you don't want to have a roommate, uh, you, you got to pay. So I'm uh, just going to keep filling in the blanks with little things like that. Coming up next, my Casamigos big shot of the night. We had Tim Britton on around 8.15 to talk Mets. We had Brian Costello on around 9.15 to talk Jets. And, um, man, the combine is happening. I had in my notes, Art Stapleton put this out yesterday, and I'm going back to my notes from last night because a lot of times I do these shows at night, 11 to 2, and not much happens in between, and then I have a 7 o'clock show the, the next day, and it's like it's a lot of the same stuff. So uh, Art Stapleton put out the New York Giants – We'll have a formal meeting 
with all the top quarterbacks in Indy at the Combine. Daniels, Jaden Daniels, Heisman Trophy winner, LSU, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and J.J. McCarthy. Plus, they will meet with Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., or no, plus they already met with Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. at the Senior Bowl. I, I mean, I just think there's a good chance that if things go the Giants' way, whether they're able to trade up or whatever it might be, like you got to try and take one of these young quarterbacks. you got to try and take a swing at one of these guys. 877-337-6666. Let's take one more call and uh, go to the break. We'll come back. Casamigos, big shot. I was still reading up on the Otani contract. I don't know. I, I can't verify what the um, caller said about the $46 million against the cap. Let's go to my guy Mario in Long Beach on the fan. Former banker. Doing? Maybe maybe Mario knows something that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to just tell you. I, I was looking up your podcast. I watched a little bit in that podcast earlier. Oh, thanks. It, it's good. I'm going to continue to watch it. It's, it's thanks. a good podcast. I appreciate that. No, no, good, good one, good one. You do a good job. So I'm a retired banker, so it's perfect. I'm a numbers guy. So what they, the reason why they do that, um, they do that is because um, they don't want the teams to get away with it. So if somebody defers the money all the way to the back, they don't want them not to pay the luxury tax. Then ten years later, they're not over the limit. They don't have to pay anything. So that's a way to get away with it. They don't allow them to do that. So that's the reason why they take the whole contract into consideration, Keith, and then they do a percentage, yep. and you have to pay the luxury tax. Otherwise, everybody would do that. But the well, not really, because how many people other than Otani can only afford to take two million out of a seventy million dollar contract every year? They want their money every year. They don't want to wait another. Yeah, they have a lifestyle. They have a family. Otani doesn't have a family. I mean, he's got a lifestyle. I, I did just find. The paragraph. So it says uh, the confusion comes from the disconnect between how Otani's contract was initially described and what it's worth. Jeff Passan framed that $46 million figure, like the caller was talking about, as a huge discount for LA, which is somewhat misleading. While 46 is obviously lower than 70, the 70 comes from the 700 million 10 years, calling 46 million a discount presupposes a scenario in which Otani could have a $70 million AAV and simply choose not to. As great as he is, Otani was never going to get $700 million over 10 years. He got $700 million precisely because the contract is so heavily deferred, which lowers its net present value and consequently its CBT impact. Essentially, MLB considers Otani's deferred 10-year $700 million contract, contract to be equivalent to a non-deferred 10-year $460 million contract. So that is where the, what the caller was talking about. That is the key for anyone listening that we need to realize. We keep putting out this $700 million number. Really, it is $460 million contract where that $46 million figure comes from. Most public prognosticators foresaw a similar AAV and a $460 million deal would have been right in line with an estimate one front office source sent in October uh, about Otani's injury. I think it probably ends up in the four hundred to five hundred million dollar range. So it's really like a four hundred and sixty million dollar contract. Um, but Otani and his people are smart. They finessed it. They were able to figure this whole thing out for the largest contract we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, an amazing, it's, it's amazing. But that's the reason why they don't want people to be able to get away with it either, because otherwise everybody would move it to the back and then not pay any luxury tax. You know, right? And not everybody's going to be able to do this. So if you're thinking and you're listening. And you're thinking that Juan Soto is going to do what Otani did. He can't, and he's not. Hey, do you 
know what they did with Deshaun Watson's contract? That wasn't even right? That you guaranteed money and the signing bonus? No, no. They knew he was going to get suspended the first year. Oh, the year one million. The yeah, the one so million dollars. One million in the first year, and then the, he, they averaged out the rest over the last year. Slimy. So once he gets suspended, he only loses a million. I remember. <laughs> I wished him no luck. I, I hope Deshaun Watson sucks the rest of his career. Joe Flacco had to lead them to the promised land. Thanks for the call, Mario. 877-337-6666. Coming up, my Casamigos big shot of the night. And open mic time till the end of my show. Keith McPherson on the fan, BRB. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.